Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, Zach, let's talk wide receivers. Uh, by the way, our full positional and flex rankings are up on our website at upperhandfantasy.com. So go check that out. Uh, that'll be updated again today, uh, as well as actually I already updated them. So that's fine. Uh, oh, and also over the weekend uh, into Sunday morning before the Germany game between the Dolphins and Chiefs. So make sure to check that out for any last minute changes. While you're on the website, might as well sign up for the free daily newsletter that we send out to your email inbox every single morning. You'll enjoy that. And if you don't like it, you unsubscribe. It's completely free. And we have a feeling you're going to get a lot of value out of it, a lot of entertainment out of it as well. We both have Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, and A.J. Brown in our top three and basically four, I would say. C.D. Lamb rising yeah. in our rankings as well based on what we what we saw last week, uh, but also because he goes up against a Swiss cheese Eagles secondary, allowing the most fantasy points to wide receivers overall and the third most fantasy points allowed to slot wide receivers this year. C.D. runs about 
of his routes from the slot, he's potentially set for another huge game here. Yeah, talk about a perfect storm for CeeDee Lamb coming off his best fantasy performance of his career. You know, like you mentioned, Philly allowing all those points to wide receivers. Fantastic matchup, like you mentioned. You should have that should have fantasy managers licking their chops, you know, for a potential second week winning outing from Lamb in week nine. One interesting nugget that makes this matchup even more intriguing, Dak Prescott has scored 20-plus fantasy points and has thrown for three touchdowns or more in each of his past three matchups against the Eagles, including one game last year where CeeDee Lamb had his second of two wide receiver one finishes in 2022. Lamb went for 10 catches, a buck 20 receiving, and two touchdowns. He's also seen 32% target share over the past two weeks, 96% catchable target rate in that time frame as well. With the Eagles allowing the fewest fantasy points to running back so far this season, Dallas has to be dialing it up the past game, you know, going into this one. Attack the Eagles secondary early and often. I think Lamb has top five potential for a second straight week. He could be challenging for that top overall spot again. You know, he hasn't done that before to back-to-back wide receiver one finishes, but it's definitely in the cards this week if this game plays out how we're expecting it to. 100%. Sidney Brown, the Eagles nickel corner, has been one of the worst in coverage uh, in terms of production against him on a per route basis. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of crazy to me that, you know, secondary with James Bradbury and Darius Slay, you know, overall would be playing this bad. Right. right. <laughs> that is. Um, it is. It is. Uh, guys to round out our top 10, Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen. Uh, we both have him in our top 10. I've been getting some start sit questions around him. He's in your lineup. Uh, if you're worried about Cooper Cup and Puka, again, you know, I think I'm perfectly fine starting, you know, him over those Rams wide receivers, like because I think like there's just more stability there, right? Like Indy's nickel defense has been solid this year, but it's just continuity for Thielen, right? C- compared to the Rams quarterback situation. Like, are you cool with playing Thielen over Cup this week, Zach? Like, if you want that more of a sure thing, absolutely. <laughs> and that's because if you take away the name value of these players coming into the game, you know, Thielen's the obvious choice, especially with the way things have gone past couple weeks. Since week two, you know, Thielen hasn't finished outside the top 24. He sprinkled in wide receiver two, three, and four finishes on the week. Game script has not mattered for Thielen. Matchup has not mattered. Even quarterback play hasn't mattered. You know, Bryce Young hasn't thrown for more than 250 yards this season. Thielen is averaging 20 points a game. Kenny Moore is a tough out in the slot, but at this point, Thielen shouldn't be coming out of your lineup moving forward. I do have Cup one spot ahead of Thielen this week because we've seen backup QBs dial into the into their wide receiver ones before. But I have no problem if you're making this decision between Thielen and Cup and you decide to give Thielen the green light, like we talked about it. Cup and Nakua, both of them have a floor that is much lower than what you're definitely going to get with Thielen. Thielen's floor is much higher. So if you don't want to roll the dice, you don't want to tether yourself to Brett Rippon this week. Maybe just throw Thielen in over one of these two guys. I, I'm i in a league. So the league I have, I'm in with Austin Eckler. Not trying to flex here, but I am. I have <laughs> both Cooper Cup and, and Puka Nakua starting as my two starting wide receivers. And I have Thielen. I think he's my flex. But I have some other good guys on my bench too. Would you play Cooper Cup and Adam Thielen or would you just roll with the two Rams wide receivers? Because here's the thing. I could end up choosing the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's really hard to figure out how that's going to play out. I think the way that you have it, you can play all three of them in that league. Oh, uh, let me see. Do I? Yeah, I do have Thielen you in my flex. So I, 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 yeah. I'm good. I'm good, actually. Yeah, I, I think, I think that's, go. That's, that's the move. But if I had to choose, it would probably be, like I said, according to my rankings, I'm just going to you know fall back on that. I would put Cooper yep. Cup in over Thielen if I'd make that choice, but I would put Thielen yep. in over Puka Nakua. But 
That right. also isn't to say that Puka Nakua doesn't have solid upside this week. You know, it's exactly. a backup quarterback. That's the only thing that's worried about it, but we've seen them earn a bunch of targets. It's just the the only thing that's changed with Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup is their floor. It's pretty much fallen out from beneath them. <laughs> One of them might have a falling out and you won't like to see it, but that's where I, I'm at with these receivers. Guys like Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, Devonta Adams, Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave making out our top 12. Um, Houston has let up a bit in the secondary over the last four games, specifically where Mike Evans runs his routes from on that left perimeter. They've been solid over the course of the season there, but they've allowed the six most fantasy points to wide receivers on that side over the last four weeks. Chris Godwin has a good matchup out of the slot as well. Houston's given up the second most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the last four weeks. Zach and I both have Godwin as a solid wide receiver too and wide receiver 18 going into week nine. Uh, by the way, the target shares between these guys are identical at this point. It started off hot for Evans, right? 30%, 26%, 40%, but it's cooled down uh, with Godwin picking up some steam, both at 24% target share for the year, according to Fantasy Life. But Evans, because of that touchdown upside, because of that touchdown upside, because of the touchdown upside, Evans is still the preferred start for me. Absolutely. And it's the same thing for me. Evans is the player with the upside. He's got three top 12 finishes this season, including an overall wide receiver two finish versus Chris Godwin, who's got none. <laughs> so it's amazing the way, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it seems like this happened every year. It happens every year. Like they just fall into their archetypes every single week. Godwin has a nice floor week in and week out. Ceiling isn't really there, but that's what we've come to expect from him. And Evans is more volatile, but he has a potential to win weeks. And they just keep doing that same thing. So like, it's nice that they perform exactly how we expect them to. I do like Godwin's matchup a lot, working out of the slot, though, like you mentioned. You can't really go wrong with either of these two guys in your lineup this week, especially with Baker Mayfield playing pretty darn well. We'll see if Godwin can make it two in a row after catching his first touchdown in 2023 against the Bills last Thursday. So many questions around Chris Olave. He's in a slump. Uh, but it, it's not like he's been absolutely terrible. Okay, week six and seven, he still finished as a wide receiver. Two, week eight, he was bad outside the top 36, but I don't want to overthink it with him. Okay, the matchup is very good against Chicago. They've given up the fifth most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers this year. This can be his get-right game. Okay, according to Fantasy Life data, 27% target share, 40% air yard share on the year. In fact, his total air yards is only second behind A.J. Brown this year, right behind, right in front of Stephon Diggs and Tyreek Hill. Okay, so these are numbers that correlate to wide receiver one numbers. He's at a dip and he continues to be a buy before Sunday. And you should continue to start him and not get cute with it with these start-sit decisions that I've been hearing this week. Absolutely. I mean, look at the tough breaks he's had over the past weeks too, past few weeks also, you know. Multiple Taysom Hill games in a row. A bad drop last week, you saw it, that hit him right in the helmet visor. Rashid Shahid turning into Randy Moss on Thanksgiving against Indy. Like, all that stuff happening is fluky at best. And like you mentioned, Olave continues to see that target share and area share right up there with the best in the league. I mean, these are Deontay Johnson numbers he's putting up recently. 34 targets over the past three weeks, no touchdowns, 13 points a game. And that's not horrendous production from him. It's just not meeting the expectations we had for him coming into the season. So has it been that bad? No. But it's definitely, you know, where you drafted him and the, the production he's given you, it's just not matching up. Hopefully it doesn't take as long as Deontay Johnson's did. But positive regression's coming. In a matchup against the Bears, who are getting torched on the outside this season, you know, it could come in bunches this week. Nico Collins has a good matchup this week as well. I have him at 15. Zach has him at 16. The Texans didn't play 
that well in Carolina. Uh, actually, didn't play well at all. But this week, they're at home against Tampa. Collins is averaging 131 receiving yards at home this year. And Tampa has given up the seventh most fantasy points on that left side where he runs most of his routes from this year. So, And a little sneaky play in like super deep leagues if you need it or you, so you have some wide receivers you know, on by Noah Brown. Tampa Bay has given up the most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year. And, over, and they've given up the most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the last four weeks as well. He saw 21% target share and 19% target share the last two weeks. Tank Dell is back, right? And I am starting him over Noah Brown. <laughs> but something yeah. to look at in case you're desperate in a deeper league looking for a wide receiver on the waiver wire. Yeah, you definitely got to be desperate, I think, to put Noah Brown in. <laughs> I, I'm a Tank Dell guy. And I think Nico Collins, like you mentioned, he has a good week, uh, a good matchup this week. Noah Brown's definitely someone that's a fringe guy if you need to plug in. Not plug even in a fringe. Hole. He's, he's uh, lower yeah. than fringe. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't really – he is a very desperate start. Like, you know, we do this – Faraz does a start-sit post every week, and he has those desperate starts. Like, I think that would qualify as a degree lower than a desperate start. I, I agree. Brown. 100%. But it's, 100%. It's, it's just a dart throw. <laughs> Hopefully you're not in a situation where you need to do that, but I, I can see it happening. Now, there is a metric called weighted opportunity. We talked about air yard share. We talked about tar target share with Chris Olave earlier, right? Garrett Wilson right. is number one in the NFL in that metric right now. He's my wide receiver 14 and Zach's wide receiver 15 on the week. We're back with Garrett, man. Great matchup against the Chargers as well. Uh, and I have some, actually, I have some extra notes here. Because I was preparing a little bit of a post on on him, it's pretty interesting. Over his last two games since Week Six, he's a wide receiver twelve in points per game. Okay, thirty eight percent target share, forty eight percent air yard share. Okay, that's number one weighted opportunity, like I mentioned. But overall for the year, his thirty three percent target share is second in the NFL among all wide receivers. His forty eight percent air yard share is first in the NFL among all wide receivers. So he's making do with the shitty situation that he's in right now. Zach Wilson right. is like targeting the shit out of him. And it, it's what you want to see, man. So like in in subpar scenarios, situations like he's in right now, you want this, you want wide receivers to come through like he is. Exactly. And for us, you, that wasn't on the show notes. That was all my notes on what I was going to say. <laughs> but it's, oh, shit. It's, it's 100%, you know, I, we have him up here for a reason. <laughs> this isn't a typo or anything, having up here as a high and wide receiver too. You know, that's been one of the most reassuring things about Garrett Wilson's season so far is that the ceiling hasn't been there, but Zach Wilson's getting him the ball. You know, he's had at least a 28% target share in every single game, and he's scored double-digit fantasy points in five out of seven games this season. He's taken advantage of two good matchups this past these past two weeks against the Eagles and Giants. He just had his first 100-yard game. Dare I say we're seeing some real chemistry between Zach and Garrett Wilson? You know, maybe it, it could be happening. The offenses look better. Granted, it was a tough one last week against the Giants, but they got it done when they needed to. These past two weeks have been games he can build on, and the Chargers have allowed big days from a few top receiving weapons this season. And like Alave, like you mentioned, Wilson hasn't scored since week two. And he's earned the third highest target share of any wide receiver in the NFL. He's due for a touchdown sooner or later. And this could be the week. Yeah, man. 100%. Um, let's see. I have Zay Flowers at 26 this week. Zach, you have him at 21. My issue with Flowers this week, it's a tough matchup overall. The Seahawks have given up the second least fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four weeks. And his average depth of target is just killing me. His dot was eight in week seven. His dot was five last week. It led to a wide receiver 57 finish. I think he's more, he's turning into more of a high floor wide receiver three than a wide receiver two for me at this point. Over the last five games, he's averaging 4.6 catches. 
you know, and then you look at the next three weeks, right? Tough matchup, Seattle, Cleveland, Cincinnati. I'm wondering if it's time to package him up off of the early production, off of the good games that he's had, off of the consistency in PPR and sell him. What do you think? Yeah. I'm in on selling him ahead of these tough matchups, but anyone listening to this podcast probably won't be interested in buying him with that bleak outlook you just laid out. <laughs> uh, you know, if they're, if they're listening to this, you're going to be like, mm, I don't know if I want to trade for Zay Flowers now because he's got these tough well, matchups. I mean, and all these I mean don't, we're listen, if you're listening to this, don't buy. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah don't, don't go telling anybody about that either if you're listening to this. Don't, don't know, say, hey, like, to... this, is, this is cool, like, upper hand fantasy podcast. Like, you should tell them about it, but, like, don't tell them about this episode, I guess. Right. I don't know how if you can make it so you only certain episodes show up in their feed. You know, you'd have to pull some strings there. I'm not really sure of. But, you know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about buying Zay Flowers. We were talking about him being a buy ahead of a handful of good matchups after seeing that excellent target share to begin the season. And we've made it to the end of that string of good matchups. And Flowers has yet to have a top 12 finish on the season. You know, not only and the air yard share was there, too. Right. Right. Like, yeah. When, not only when we, we both of us agreed on buying Zay Flowers. What was it? Three weeks ago? Um, yeah. But since then, we a really good conversation about it. Yep. But since then, what happened? It, it just it completely dropped after that. Yeah, he hasn't taken advantage of the good matchups at all. You know, you talk about the target share falling. It was thirty percent in weeks one through four. It's down to twenty five in weeks five through eight. Average depth of target, like you mentioned, really low. Sixth lowest among wide receivers to run more than two hundred fifty routes this season, according to Fantasy Life's utilization report. The one thing he has going for him, though. His target share continues to lead all the Ravens pass catchers, even though it's come down, including Mark Andrews. And on a weekly basis, you know, that's all right. I'm going to cling to that a bit here because I don't think we've seen the best from Flowers yet. And with the way that Lamar has been playing, I think he can challenge to be the wide receiver, uh, a wide receiver too every week. I hear your point, though. He might be more of a fringe wide receiver too, you know, in this specific matchup and in these next he, couple. He has like a high floor might not though. Be yeah, yeah this, and that's why exactly, that's why I'm exactly. comfortable with him. This isn't like a uh oh we 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 have to put him down as a mid wide receiver three or worse. You know, like he's still the top target in this passing attack. It just hasn't been there. They're not using him like they were at the beginning of the season, and he was better at the beginning of the season. But still, that ceiling hasn't been unlocked. I think that's still a possibility. Like I mentioned, Lamar Jackson playing very well. So if he continues to lead the Ravens in targets, like. I don't think he has to slip that far. And 26 isn't bad. You know, that's a high Listen, wide receiver three. I think that's a fine ranking. Coming out of week six, he, he had a 29% target share, right? Yeah. So it's like, that's what we you know, you, you look at, well, not only do you have 26% target, 20, I'm sorry, 29% target share coming out of week six and a 29% air yard share. Okay. Now, if you look at what he's done since then, right, week seven and eight, let me, let me pull that up real quick. Week seven and eight, only 23% target share and 18% air yards, right? So it's come down a little bit over the last two weeks. So a little bit, a little bit concerning there. And like the floor is going to be there. It's just, it's just a little tough at this point. Yeah. Um, now the playoff schedule is looking kind of sweet though, right? Jacksonville, Definitely. San Francisco, Miami. But like you mentioned, he hasn't come through on the good matchups, right? He's had four good matchups <laughs> in a row now. Right. So yeah. uh, I might even take the lower on his yardage total on underdog. It's sitting at 59 and a half. Uh, by the way, if you do choose Zay Flowers this week in your underdog pick em entry, whether you choose higher or lower, lower, you'll be entered for a chance to win $10,000. Okay. All you have to do is go to underdogfantasy.com, enter the promo code upper hand, and you'll get your first deposit doubled. Uh, you'll get a free pick to use in your entry, and you'll be entered to win 10 grand. Okay. So go check out all the underdog pick ems. Uh, that they have to offer on Underdog Fantasy. 
Uh, I'll include the link in the description for you, or you can just go and directly download the Underdog Fantasy app from your app store. Just remember to use the code UPPERHAND to take advantage of all this stuff. Uh, I moved Jacoby Myers down to wide receiver 34. Uh, this might be a little drastic. Um, Zach, you still have met wide receiver 23. Maybe I'm overreacting here. Um, I think you're 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 still expecting both Adams and Jacoby to potentially come through here. Uh, Jacoby does have the best individual matchup of any Vader's wide receiver this week. The Giants are giving up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers on his side, you know, where he runs most of his routes from. Uh, I'm just not sure I trust O'Connell to necessarily get him the ball. Yeah, I hear that. But let me put it this way. Maybe I could sway you. It's a new day okay. in Las Vegas. At least I'm it's hoping that's day. the case. And that matchup is what has me optimistic that you mentioned about the right side being where Jacoby Myers has a good matchup. That's what yeah. has me optimistic about him being able to do his thing this week against the Giants. You know, Not to shit on Zach Wilson and the way he's been playing. He's been playing solid football. But Garrett Wilson was able to get it done out in the rain last week against the Giants. Same position. The week before, McLaurin finishes wide receiver two. Uh, no, wide receiver two. As a wide receiver 22, low-end wide receiver two on the week. I mean, the Giants have been a factory for low wide receiver two finishes from the right side these past two weeks. Like It's kind of written in the scripture right now. Well, that I, I will Myers say this, though. There. I will say this, though. All of Garrett Wilson's production, okay, all of it last week has been against Deontay Banks. Okay, all of it. And he shattered him, right? So right. Garrett Wilson did not have one catch or one target outside of Deontay Banks' coverage. And Deontay Banks is the good corner here, you know, for the Raiders, right? I'm sorry, it's for the Giants. Giants and yeah. there's a good chance that he ends up shadowing Devontae Adams too. And if Garrett Wilson can do it against, you know, you know what I'm saying? Then I think Devontae can do it too. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm concerned about. Now, the guys that you mentioned also are the wide receiver ones for their team. Right. And, you know, like you mentioned earlier, like, you know, a lot of these rookie wide receivers, these young wide young quarterbacks, I should say, you know, really might just target their wide receiver one. So that's my right. concern. Right. And we yeah. talked about it earlier this week as well with Christian from Catch the Blitz. Check out that episode. That was a pretty awesome episode that we did with yeah. him <laughs> with our buys and sales episode a couple of days ago. Um, but, yeah, that's my concern here. But, you know, listen, you. can can he finish as a wide receiver too, low and wide receiver too, like you have him? It's possible. He's been literally getting it done almost every single week. Um, and the only time he didn't get it done I, was with, when Aiden O'Connell started. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I don't want to just overreact and get hung up on small and skewed sample sizes that we've seen with O'Connell. Yeah. You know, in that game where mm -hmm. he had the minimal target share, he was under pressure the whole time. He got sacked six times by Khalil Mack. We've been over this. You know, we know how that yes. was. And at the end of the Bears game, O'Connell threw a touchdown to Jacoby Myers. So it's like, there's not much you can take away from those two. You know, I think the matchup is good. Myers still has a very strong target earning track record in 2023. I get that panicking is easy, but maybe this whole change happening this week will be a breath of fresh air. I'm going to give Myers the benefit of the doubt here. If he has a quiet game, it, it's definitely possible. I'm not saying he can't finish outside the top 30 where you might have him, but I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here because to this point, he's only had two bad games. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yeah. 
No, 100%, man. Um, I have Josh Downs at 24 this week. You have him all the way down at 35, Zach. Uh, Downs has been the wide receiver 13 over the last four weeks in fantasy points per game. He's had a 24% target share over the last four weeks. He hasn't finished outside the top 27. Is there a reason why you're down on him this week? Yeah, and the biggest thing for me, you know, I, I'm a big Josh Downs guy. I like Josh Downs. And I know that you were big on Josh Downs coming into this season before he was even drafted or anything like that. The thing about Josh Downs is he popped up on the injury report this week with a knee injury. And that doesn't really inspire confidence for me when that happens, especially considering he practiced Wednesday and he was a new addition on Thursday. He was limited. This is more of a correction in response to that report. But I think I would move him up to the fringe wide receiver two range like he's been producing at over the past few weeks if he does go. You're right. He's getting it done independent of the matchup. You know, Minshew's clearly has no problem getting him the ball. So I think I'm paying close attention today. We might be getting a report a couple hours here about Josh Downs, yeah. what he's looking like for this week. I'm paying close attention to that one. If he's limited, I might say, all right, I might say we'll put him back up there in the rankings because it looks like he's going to play. But say this gets a little bit worse. He might have injured it. You know, midway through the practice, it would qualify as limited practice. If he gets a non-practice today, that would be something to monitor, definitely, because I definitely wouldn't have him there. So he's at 35 because there's a correction. This is going to be updated later in the week, <laughs> to, into the weekend, yeah. I should say. So that's why he's down there. But I, I agree with you. Uh -huh. If he's if he's playing, he's healthy. I'm also skeptical, like, even if he does play, is he going to be at 100%? There's something. There's just something to be said for that, and that's why I'm a little bit lower on him this this week than I've been previously. It makes a lot of sense, man, because it's a tough matchup. Also, um, now I have him at 24 without even knowing this news. Okay, Zach's the one who brought it up to me here. So, it, it the fact that he hurt his knee on Wednesday and then got a limited on Thursday, and then if he gets no, 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 limited no, on sorry. Friday, I yeah, it was he full participant Wednesday. Injured it yesterday on Thursday. Got and it. now today we're waiting to see what happens. Because it, it yeah, went down as a limited yesterday because he started. Because he definitely of the knee started injury. the practice. So then he's limited. If this knee injury happens, I want to see if it's going to be a non practice today. Because if he doesn't practice got today, it. that says it's it's a significant injury. And I wouldn't expect it makes him to a lot play of sense at that point. One hundred percent. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. So be careful with Josh Downs this week, guys. You know, if it's a limited, good news, right? If it's a DNP, right. not good news. I think I might move him down from 24 regardless. Yeah, it, like, if even he's a limited, if he does play, you know, I'm a, little, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. And it's a tough matchup. Like, you know, in, in the slot against Troy Hill, you know, Carolina has given the least amount of fantasy points to, to slot yeah, wide receivers sneakily. this year. Yeah, you, know? you wouldn't know. They're much worse on the outside. Um yeah. But Cleveland was the toughest matchup out of the slot two weeks ago. He still came through with the overall wide receiver four finish. Uh, Jacksonville was also a tough matchup for him out of the slot. Um, six least fantasy points to slot wide receivers that Jacksonville was given up at that time. He was a wide receiver 27 that week. So he has the upside, but this knee injury definitely is a concern for sure. So I appreciate you uh, bringing that up. I, I personally, like, if he's healthy, he's, he's good to go. I'm probably starting him over Jordan Addison this week. We both have him around wide receiver 30 for the week. Still startable, obviously. Just a little bit worried about Jaron Hall at the helm. Uh, just a little bit of unknown there. Um, you know, where do the targets go? Like, is it going to go all the way to, you know, we have a little bit of a sample size. Two weeks now where Jordan Addison has get, been getting, like, this really, really good target share. Um, even though he was scoring touchdowns before, he wasn't getting the high target share. That's only happened in the last two weeks. So what happens with right. this new quarterback? Does T.J. Hawkinson get some? You know, there's some questions there. Um 
I have Demario Douglas as my wide receiver 36. Uh, he's basically an afterthought in your rankings, Zach. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is out for the <laughs> year with a torn ACL. Uh, Demario Douglas should be rostered everywhere, in my opinion. Um, maybe 12 teams and up, I would say. Maybe not 10 teams. It's not necessary. There is some potential here. 76% and 84% route participation the last two weeks. 17% and 22% target share the last two weeks as well. 24% targets per route run. He's being used around the line of scrimmage a lot, right? If you think Zay Flowers' eight out was bad, Damari Douglas is even worse, okay? Um, so he's like a kind of a gadget guy at this point, more of a PPR play than anything. Uh, but Kendrick Bourne is vacating 21% of the target share. If Douglas happens to be good, which can be the case given the targets per route run that we're seeing, and, you know, kind of we talked about how I, I look at him when I'm watching him, he passes the eye test. I think he has a potential to be a top 36 wide receiver or at least a flex play. Um, also, this week in particular, the matchup, okay? Yeah. Washington's allowing some monster games to wide receivers. Like, wide receivers have gone for more than 99 yards seven times this year. Okay, seven wide receivers have done it. Um, they're allowing the second most receiving yards to wide receivers per game. They're allowing the most touchdowns allow allowed to wide receivers per game and the second most fantasy points to wide receivers per game. There was more, but I just didn't want to pile on here. Um, oh, I so I, <laughs> I think, I think, I think Demario Davis, like if you're really like, again, one of those desperate starts, like he, like who, who were we mentioning earlier about like the kind of like the really, really desperate start. Um, Noah, Brown. Some, Noah Brown, right? So he's like a <laughs> 14 teamer desperate start. I would say Demario Douglas is like a 12-teamer desperate start. Yeah, I, I still think he's a desperate start, but call me Thanos. Maybe I treated him too harshly in my rankings. You know, those are all great <laughs> points. Maybe I'm still dealing with the scars the Patriots offense left me during that brutal four-week stretch from weeks two to five. They scored 35 oh, yeah. points total in four games. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, I guess this is the new AB we're talking about here too so there's something to be said for that but there isn't much of a production profile to work off of with douglas and in this patriots offense you never know exactly what you have they finally had some consistent production from kendrick Bourne, and the fantasy gods put an end to that one fast they're like we can't have that there's no such thing as a fantasy relevant patriots wide receiver <laughs> all jokes aside though i think you're right you know maybe having him outside relevant starting territory demario douglas might not be giving credence to the great matchup this week and the potential for new opportunity but i'm just tempering my expe expectations for him because like you mentioned he's dealing with that a dot being pretty low could that change maybe but the offense still isn't anything i'm super excited about i'm tempering yeah. expectations but you're right I, I think that maybe having him all the way down at the bottom where it's like you're not even thinking about him he should be on the radar and i, I think i'll rank him accordingly when i update the rankings there, there are a lot of wide receivers on by this week so like just seeing him at wide receiver 36 is kind of funny um right. <laughs> a couple of other like what the heck plays uh rashid shaheed again you know great matchup great upside this week against chicago uh jahan dotson uh has been you know, coming on a bit lately. The Patriots have allowed the six most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers over the last four weeks. Brandon Cooks against Phillies, again, Swiss cheese defense. They've allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four weeks and over the course of the season. Uh, Tyler Boyd, a little bit of a deeper what-the-heck flex against Buffalo. Okay, good matchup out of the slot. Yeah. Some tough matches this week. Just, just oh, yeah, go note, ahead, Zach. Before you get yes, on yes. that, how do the Saints now have two of the biggest boom-bust players in the same offense? I mean, you have Taysom Hill, and now you have Rashid Shaheed. They're both completely oh, yeah. unpredictable. They straight up ruin weeks for players like Chris Olave when they have their big games. So now right. you're contending with two of those players. That's also going back to Chris Olave, the discussion on him. It just sucks the way the offense has played out, you know, these it past does. couple of weeks. But um, what the heck play just about sums up how we should be treating Shaheed from here on out. You know, this is how it's going to be. You might get something. It's like 
I don't even know. He's, it's like playing Russian roulette <laughs> with your fantasy team, putting Shahid in because he's either going to do nothing or he's going he's gonna to win you your week, that kind of thing. So that's where I'm at with that. It's also something else I'm going to point out. Brandon Cooks sounds on paper like a good matchup. Brandon Cooks has had exactly four targets in every game but one this season. So there's not a whole lot of upside, but again, in this touchdown. matchup, a, touchdown. a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, that's that's what you're playing Brandon Cooks for this week. Touchdown. That's it. That's all you're waiting for. Now, uh, one note on Rashid Shahid, Scott Barrett uh, from Fantasy Points. Uh, he, he mentioned that um, Rashid Shahid versus zone coverage, uh, 2.68 yards per route run. That's the ninth best among 213 wide receivers. Um, they, the Bears, they play zone at the 11th highest rate in the league. Okay. So something to keep an eye on that, you know, this is an extra point. So if you're looking for that upside, that Rashid Shahid could be in your, in your lineup this week. Um, all right, some tough matchups this week. DJ Moore against New Orleans. They're allowing the second least fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers this week. He's my wide receiver 33. Zach's wide receiver 28. Seems like Zach's, Zach's one seems a little bit better to me. Tempering expectations on Hollywood Brown against Cleveland, especially if Kyler Murray doesn't play. Uh, if he does play, I'm moving him up in my rankings, rankings for sure. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 